Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Sacred Serial Data and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Let's get right into it. Um, Kim Kardashian just had to pay $1.26 million over crypto, a crypto pump and dump. You're like, Heather, what is that? Well, apparently she just took this money to run this ad and it's looked to be an Instagram story. Um, New York Post had it and where it says, are you guys into crypto? Bunch of question marks. This is not financial advice, but sharing what my friends just told me about the Ethereum Max token. A few minutes ago, Ethereum Max burned 400 trillion tokens, literally 50% of their admin wallet, giving back to the entire Emacs community. What? Hashtag Emacs, hashtag disrupt the hist- disrupt history, hashtag whatever, and then So, I mean, you know, as if she's sitting around with some friends and is like, wait, what did you say about crypto? Wait, hold on. Let me get out my story and type this from scratch. No, of course she didn't. She got paid a ton of money. She agreed to post this at a certain time with nothing before or after it with a little bit. And who knows what she got? Probably they said she got 250000 to do it. I would predict I would guess that she had gotten more, but the feds came after her along with other people and she had to pay 1.26 million for it. And I just think it's crazy that she just keeps taking every, every posting and every gig. She's already in trouble for doing the whole go luxury shopping with me. She and Scott Disick, they're facing a lawsuit here, there. However, this was... Like the feds got involved and this was her penalty. And I think it was really smart that she didn't fight it and she just paid it. And, you know, she probably didn't know. Listen, I never understood the crypto, the Bitcoin thing. I never really got it. Um, So I could see how maybe somebody could advertise it or put it on their page and not really ask the questions. But I just think as a former friend, friend of the Kardashians, these are the questions you have to ask. And if it is something so new that it, in the future it could be problematic, maybe just forego that little paycheck at that moment. In the meantime, she's got a home line. So if you're a tissue person or a Q-tip person and you want a $32 gray cement round bowl to put your Q-tips in, thank God there's a place to go. Since Bed Bath & Beyond is clothing, closing, you can go to Kim and get that. Um, Lena Dunham, uh, got a lot of shit because I guess she said on Twitter or something that she wanted her coffin. She's not dying or anything, I guess in the future when she dies, she wants her coffin to be driven in the New York city pride parade when she dies. Um, anyway, people weren't happy about that. I guess she's probably coming off of thinking what her funeral would look like or what she'd want it to look like in light of queen Elizabeth. But here's the thing. 
Pride only happens in June. I don't know what it'll be like in hopefully 50 to 60 years when you die. Hopefully, hopefully you don't die before that. There, you, you might be flying in a parade by then. We might not even have an Earth anymore, and the Pride will just be all day long going around. Um, people didn't like it. And, of course, Page Six, you know, post a photo of her in kind of like a weird corset bathing suit thing. All I remember is I loved the show Girls. And I thought it was really clever. I enjoyed it. And Lena, who is not the typical body shape, not the typical girl that's starring in a show with four single women, she got so many guys dying to have sex with her all the time. Her character was just, I remember she one time was boning this hot doctor and she was playing ping pong totally naked with just a pair of underwear on with her different, you know, not typical body that we see on TV. And this guy was dying to to screw her besides being cute and being a doctor. I'm like, wow, this girl's so lucky. Well, that is what's amazing about being a writer. Just like Woody Allen would have 17-year-old girls dying to fuck him in the movies that he wrote and he starred in, Lena Dunham did the same. But for some reason, people didn't embrace it. People didn't question, people questioned it. They never questioned Woody Allen's weirdness back then, but they questioned this and they didn't like her. I think it's brilliant. If I ever got to write a show that I got to star in, you better believe I'd have like 30-year-old guys dying to screw this Milfy. okay? And so, good for you. This was sad. Coolio has passed. And his long-term girlfriend said that she's, he will be cremated. I don't know that we know what he passed from. But I was reading a bunch of articles about it. I really loved his music. And I found this article on page six kind of interesting for me to share with you. Um, this girl came up to Coolio just, just this past week before he died. He was in town doing his show, which would have been his last show. And she said he was so sweet. He took a photo with us. And um, and it was just so wonderful that we got this great photo. So she shares the photo. And then she goes on to say that Coolio put us all on the VIP list to go to his show that night. But it was just too far. So they didn't go. <laughs> now, the only reason I think this is interesting that this is the story is as a performer, I've been in many cities. I'm getting lunch. I'm going to Target in in the city, and I get recognized. And someone's like, "Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan! I can't. I, I, can I please get a picture?" Yes, of course you can. Um, are you coming to the show tonight? Oh, you're performing tonight. Well, then obviously you're not my biggest fan. I'm in your city for two nights, and then if the t- if the tickets weren't sold out and they were nice, I said, "Well, would you like to come? Because I can put you on the list." Yes, yes, we definitely will come. And then I'd go out to perform, and there are the two empty seats because, I don't know, they decided it was just too far. I'm just saying, think of Coolio next time you walk up to a performer that you like and then act like you're the biggest fan, have them put you on the list, and then decide you don't want to get off the couch because I think they regret it. What you won't regret is going to HeatherMcDonald.net and getting your ticket to watch my show on October 15th in New York City. You can stream it as it happens, and you can also re-watch it or watch it later for seven days. You have it for seven days. So you get all the scoop. You can go, oh my God, what did she say again? 
It'll be so fun. That's at heathermcdonald.net, along with my uh, tickets to go see my next live show after that, which is in Vegas with Brandy, Julie, Chris, and Justin. And then we're in Texas and then on the East Coast. And then that will conclude this year's tour of the live Juicy Scoops, which is always fresh and new and exciting. So you don't want to miss on that. Also new and exciting. Okay, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm going to get more into this later in the week um, on Thursday. But we got to see the scene of Lisa Rinna confronting Kathy. And again, people are torn. They think Kathy apologized, let it go. Um, an article came up that Jezebel wrote about Paris's problematic language over the years that was caught on video that was like scraped from the internet. So many people are like dragging this stuff up. I just got the book, what Book of Hilt, House of Hilton. It's very hard to get. I had to pay a pretty penny for it, but I am going to read it cover to cover and report on it because um, I find them a fascinating family. Big Kathy, the three daughters, Kim, Kyle, and um, and little Kathy, or whatever you call her. Anyway, I thought, um, you know, a lot of people are, mo- it seems like most people are anti-Lisa Renna and all of this. They feel like she is going after Kathy, and we see in future episodes that Kyle at one point says to Lisa, please, at this point, you're hurting me. Can you please just let it go? And she's like, you're not going to gaslight me, Kathy. Oh, you can all have all the tears, but you're not going to gaslight and manipulate me. She really likes that word. Remember when she said that to Denise? Gaslighting, gaslighting. So, you know, it's what it's what we think. But here, I thought this was great. Camille, the real Camille, she reposted this from All About Truth um, on Instagram. Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip. The victims of of Rinna's wrath coming to Peacock. And it's, so it's everybody that they feel has come within Lisa Rinna's wrath on the show. Yolanda, Lisa Vanderpump, One Hit Wonder, Eden. Remember her, Eden Sassoon, who was sober. I interviewed her. Uh, Kathy Hilton. Denise Richards, of course, Camille, Kim Richards, and Sutton. When was she so mean to Sutton? I don't. Maybe they just need one person from this season that's still on the show. I can't remember when when Lisa Ritter really was after Sutton. Maybe with the whole Erica thing. Oh, maybe with the Erica thing. Maybe with Eric. Maybe when when Sutton was. Up against Erica, then Lisa Rinna kind of came after her. Maybe so. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Also, Real Houses of Salt Lake City came out, and um, and it was pretty good. Um, basically, the juice that has begun is Meredith. Meredith with her hus- husband, Seth, and her son, Brooks. Um, she was always close to Lisa Barlow. And But she's not happy with Lisa because remember, at the end of the season, Lisa Barlow was so annoyed that she felt Meredith didn't have her back the way a friend of 10 years should have. And with her mic on, went into the bathroom and said, I'm so sick of Meredith's shit. I'm so sick of her fake family who's always posing. Why don't they own a home? Oh, that's right, because your husband changes jobs every few months. Um, and I'm not a whore like Meredith who fucked all of New York. 
We It got played over and over and over again. And then to start out the season, they played it. Oh, and the way the season started is they showed them first talking about each other and how much they all loved each other in 2019. But a juicy scooper brought it to my attention that in these clips where they're doing their, their interviews, so a makeup artist comes in and touches their makeup, they show a makeup artist with a mask on. Now, why would a makeup artist have a mask on in 2019? My question to you, Bravo, is, was this really shot in 2019? Or did you do that for dramatic effect? Like, oh, look how much they've changed over three years. Good point in picking, checking that. Um, Anyway, uh, Jen Shaw throws a big party for her husband, um, because that's what you want to do is spend spend a lot of money to celebrate your husband's birthday right before you go to prison. But at this at that point, she hasn't gotten her sentence yet or admitted that she was guilty. So we're going to see um, lots of fun stuff happen. We know Whitney and Heather are going to end up hating each other. So, but oh, but what Meredith does say about Lisa Barlow is she goes, "I'm so sick of her talking about my family. You know, I've heard a lot of rumors about her." You don't see me repeating the fact that people say she's been having affairs. Do you see me repeating that, Jen Shaw, as the cameras are around and we're in a hot tub? No. You don't see me talking about the fact that they've had some financial situations and that they did crowdfunding for the tequila. Do you see me talking about that? No. (laughs) You don't see me talking about their affairs, their not perfect marriage, their, you know, shady business practices. You don't see me talking about it at all. I don't spread those kind of rumors. So it should be really good. Um, Will Smith did a movie that Apple is going to bring out that a lot of people are saying is an Oscar contender called Emancipation. Said it's really, really good. And, you know, he is a great actor, but doesn't matter if he gets nominated for an Oscar. He cannot go for 10 years. That's kind of juicy. Um, speaking of movies, I went to the Bros premiere. I told you guys on my Patreon that I did enjoy it. I thought it was really funny. But Billy Eichner, who's the star and writer of it, is not happy with the lack of people that went to go see it this weekend. And he went off on Twitter. And he says, it's your fault, you straight people, for not coming to see my show. Because it is freaking funny. And I just went into a theater that was sold out in L.A., and people were crying, laughing, and going, and literally going out with tears in their eyes from laughter and emotion. And it was so well received. And, you know, what's wrong with you, you homophobes, for not seeing this movie? It had a $22 million budget and it only made $4.7, no, $4.8 million this weekend. Well, comedies in general don't do that well at the movie theater. But, It is something you want to see. You know, you go to see movies with people like your peers. So I do think it will do better in L.A. and New York. And I guess in places where people aren't don't have as much of an out gay um, population, I guess they didn't go see it. It is a funny movie. I liked it and I'm straight and I did get to go for free. But I think I would have paid to see it. Annie's going to see it. Chris Venjola is going to see it. Our friend Guy is in it. Um, I think it also, I think people will definitely see it once it's available on streaming. I think people just don't go to the movies that much. I mean, even the top movie is not doing that well, which is the Harry Styles movie. Like, it's not making, it's not a huge, huge hit. So, 
Anyway, um, there you go. Uh, Nick Cannon is now a dad of 10. I think he still has one more on the way. Good for him. Oh, this was juicy. Um, I found out from a juicy scooper who follows Julia Hart's former or soon, well, it must be his, her ex-husband, the second ex-husband, Silvio. He has a private Instagram account, but this person followed him, I guess. And he got married. He's married again and gave her a big heart diamond, which I think is weird because when he married Julia Hart, Hart is not Julia's real name. She created that name after she left her Orthodox life with her first husband. And she created the name Hart and she spelled it H-A-A-R-T. And then he took the name, Silvio took that name. They get divorced. He finds a new wife um, and buys her a big heart diamond and they're married. Interesting. I really want to see what this, what their Netflix second season is going to be like on my unorthodox life. Everyone else on Netflix is watching Jeffrey Dahmer. People are getting freaked out by it. People think that their dates are trying to kill them. Um, Peter and I were very tired uh, Friday night and we went out to dinner and a juicy scooper bought my meal. It was very nice. But we were both so tired, and the next day I go, God, I, I was just so tired. It must have been the boat. He goes, or did somebody, somebody drug us at the dinner? And I'm like, okay, that's, well, that's watching too much Jeffrey Dahmer. And I think everybody is thinking they're being drugged. It's very scary. It's very weird. It's really well done. I watched the first episode. I don't know that I want to watch anymore. I, I really, like, I don't know that I want to see, like, the, the dismembering and I don't know. There's other things to watch, but a lot of people watching it. All right, you guys, remember, HeatherMcDonald.net for everything. To join Patreon, to get live tickets, to get the streaming ticket. All of it is at HeatherMcDonald.net. All right, here we go with our interview. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Return funny lady back. She is back. What? Oh, fix my hair. I'm I'm being like a cool girl and I'm helping. I'm elevating other women. Yes. It's... um, a supporter of women, a supporter of female comics. I am. It is Eliza. Back with a new book, All Things Aside. Very funny, cute cover. Thank you. Where you have a big piece of green in your teeth. It really throws people. They're like, and, something's wrong with the cover. Or they think that you have like an ink mark or something. Yeah. And is that because nobody told you that? And just like you told me to fix my hair, yeah. you really walk the walk. So, okay, so this is your second book. Yes. So tell us about what this book is, the gist of this book about. It's it's essays and stuff, right? As you flip through it, trying to like absorb as much as possible. Well, you didn't send it to me before. I know, and I don't and know I how that fucking asked. happened. You know what? That breaks my heart. Didn't we send a PDF? I, this morning, I was like, does Heather have a it book? It doesn't matter. Just tell me what it's it about. It matters to me because then you could have read a page. Uh, it's it's a collection of personal essays. Yes. And I wrote this, um, I pitched this book in COVID. Um, but I've been, you know, I wrote it over time. And quite frankly, it's just the kind of collection of essays I would want to read. I was looking for myself in other books and I found myself, look, this isn't saying other books aren't great, but I found myself constantly, and I talk about it in the book, reading these synopses on Amazon. And for women, so many things are like, when a woman goes missing, when her sister is murdered, when an attractive woman dies, a town looks for her. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about murder. And I don't want to talk about abuse. Everybody's got their things. Um, 
And I had re- I had read some really good personal essay collection books, and I was like, "That's what I'm going to do. This isn't a memoir. This is just like life the way that I see it." And it, everything from why I think everything's a scam to algorithms to miscarriages to doing mushrooms to giving yourself a break and unplugging—it's just a lot of personal. Like to the first boy you ever thought you were going to like marry when you wait, were sixteen. Wait, well, I want to ask you, what did you? Um, wait, what was the first one you said? Not algorithms. Everything's a scam? Yes. Miscarriage? Oh, tell me about – how do you feel about – tell me your your attitudes about everything being a scam. So basically, you know, without being a nihilist, I just think there are – everything's a scam and it's just about which ones are you going to buy into. Um, things like public-facing altruism is a scam, meaning like no matter what good deed you do because of the ubiquity of the internet, you will be faulted for not doing exactly what someone else wanted you to do the moment they're looking at your Instagram. Yes. So you're so like, true. I just came from this food bank. They're like, why are you drinking out of a plastic cup? Yeah. <laughs> do you? And then it's like, do you hate sea turtles? And you're like, I love sea turtles. Oh, so c- cats don't matter? No, I love cats. You know what? Dogs deserve to. I do love dogs. Why are you talking about dogs when trans lives matter? You're like, no, I love trans lives. Why are you talking about that? Israel, Palestine. You can't. It's just so the point and the point is just do your best. Um, I think almost all clothing on the Internet. I don't know when it became a thing. And you're young. You might get this. Like, first of all, like all of these clothing companies are on Instagram and they all tout things like our softest shirt ever. I'm like, what do you mean ever? You're a year old. Like our classic (laughs) vintage vintage. What? You get your clothes from China. And everything is, when did sweatshirts become like $300? Yeah. And it's for, it's like alpaca wool and it has some bullshit word like peace or Paris, like stitched into it. I, everything, it's since we're talking about fashion, I'm going to hop in and talk about fashion. So everything and everything's a scam, but it's all fun, you know. Kanye had the $300 sweatshirts. He modeled in the Balenciaga fashion show. And this was what he was wearing. It's a huge jacket with a security written he on it. He looks like with, 50 Cent on steroids. Like it's I mean, like Teflon, it's like, like vest. It's the hugest. I, I don't understand. It looks like he's going fishing. It looks like it would have to be 20 degrees out. Otherwise, you'd be stifling hot. Yeah. It I is so many things. have an annoying counterpoint to that. Okay. Jerry Saltz, who's, I think, the art critic, senior art critic for New York Times Magazine, had an interesting take on this, and it was just like we love to shit on this kind of stuff, but right. like people are still making art. I don't know. Like, is he going to stop being a genius, but also annoying anytime soon? No, I don't know. I'm a big fan of like not giving things oxygen. I know that this is right, juicy scoop, but yeah, I don't know. Like people, I don't don't send your kids to his high school, the Donda school. I just saw a video. I was the not Do- going to say the name, but now you've given it the plug. The Don. Oh, I've already talked about it because I think it's like fascinating, and I'm like. Who's sending their kids there? All of his friends. Exactly. The right. people. And I'm like, imagine being like the wife or the mother who you share a child with your your boyfriend and he works for Kanye. And he's like, you we need go. to take our child out of this school and put them in Donda University because that's Donda what. Donda University. Or Donda School or whatever it is. Donda School. Donda. Of, yeah. No, <laughs> no, but so I just saw a video of, um, of the kids singing like their morning hymn. And See, I it can't get into is that. very scary culty. Look, but then I guess if you would show a bunch of kids in Catholic uniform uniforms singing like, you know, a, a, a Christian song, people would say that looks okay. culty. So it's like it's but it's like dun da dun da dun da dun da dun da and it like and it's they're all wearing black Yeezy clothes with Yeezy shoes. At least the uniforms are dope. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. So. 
There is indoctrination that is uh, part of any sort of public education. That's a private education. But kindergarten, this is like taking this to like not a fun place. Kindergarten <laughs> is actually a communist concept. This idea that you take the children at the young age from the parents and you indoctrinate them. You bring them to school. So this is like the, the idea of removing your children from the home and bringing them to a place where they can be uh, not brainwashed but told certain things and taught. That is what – these, what school is and everybody has you know whether it's religious or it's social um i'm as a non-christian person that's not my vibe right um but i can tell you, you know, as an american you know we say the pledge of allegiance other right. nations don't do that no and i don't think we do anymore i, I feel like a I lot of people do well i mean they can't do it in the school anymore or do they think. just take out under god or do they keep it oh, in? maybe you're right i think it was that i oh, think texas yeah. fights very hard to do that and take us to a place where we churn butter barefoot um, but you know, in Texas, we had like the Texas state song that we all sang, or you have your school's anthem. So I understand like instilling pride. I also understand if you, I understand the desire for like-mindedness. So if you are a billionaire, your life is just going to be different than your neighbor, like 80 miles away from you. So I understand right. him being like, let me create this thing so that we can all see our reflection in ourselves. That Those are not the values I would want to teach my kid. Right. I would not want to do that. I would only send my kid to a some sort of parochial school if, like, the actual education was lit. <laughs> yeah. But as a Jewish person, I, I'm not – I don't subscribe to any sort of Christian-based anything. I've kind of cha- – like, I used to always be like – You're very Christian. Oh, my God, the homes – well, I mean, I'm ca- yeah, I'm Catholic. Yes. I was raised Catholic and stuff. But my views have changed with time, too, as a growing adult. My views changed the more lawyers and Jews and agents I got, the more successful I got. No, but I mean, honestly, like, the f- like, what kind of changed is realizing, like, why this person who's standing at the pulpit or the preacher, why – is he really a superior speaker, like compared to all the other TED Talks and well, that's, podcasters that's the, and stuff? And that's, that's the comic in you. You're yeah, like, why does this guy get the mic? Yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know that this is yeah. so like inspiring For or sure. great. And but like the values of it, I still, I still love what it was based mm-hmm. on and the basis of just like being a good person. But like, um, but I used to be like, oh my god, homeschooling, and but mostly because I thought I just could never do it myself. Like I think it takes a certain kind of parent that's that organized to do it. Oh my god! But I yes. totally do not think it's weird. I totally understand. Homeschooling? No, I, I totally I don't think see why someone would choose to do that. Yeah, you don't want your kid to get shot. Yeah, yeah, and, I and get also, it. And also for the same thing of just like the values, and if you feel like you the values don't line up no matter That's, where you are like thing. you have the right to do that live and let live i am not going to begrudge multi-billionaires of wanting to create an environment where they feel seen and their kids have friends of a similar ilk i do get that i understand it's all about like eat the rich but like if you're christian and you want your kid to have those christian values if you're jewish you want your kid to go to yeshiva like this is all about finding the community True. that do you that. feel fits and i just now that i am a mother i never want to get involved in that like superior style of parenting like does it work for you and is your kid are you a good person right then i don't care uh as long as we're making good people i don't know that that environment at first blush seems like the best environment for my child but then again i am not a billionaire in calabasas wearing 800 crocs so everybody has their values right speaking of crocs this is a new croc oh my god that's so funny it is a chicken <sighs> you had that ready croc. yeah what are we doing 
honestly, America, like this is why they hate us. $345. In my book, I actually talk about Crocs and how we create, we have too many options as consumers. Crocs has over eight shades of blue. Do you need that? Do you really need to, like, it's got to be ice blue, not glacial blue. This is why we're stupid right here. Pick up a fucking book, America. Where are you? And also, you're going to wear those once. The nugget's going to fall off. And then they're just going to be in the closet. That's going right in a landfill. And aliens, a billion years from now, will be like, what was wrong with these people? Why were their feet so weird looking? I know. I, I, know. I just saw, I saw the Crocs at a... I was out with my son shopping, and I made my son try to put his size 14 foot in a hot pink croc. And I'm like, do you imagine you're just out? I go, do you think anyone would say anything to you or not? Girls would they, love it. They, yeah, they wouldn't say anything because it was like, God, you have some real confidence just to be like sporting those giant I think, pink crocs. I think it's crocs. that it's, he's got a size 14. I think that's oh, – well, if he had like doll feet, it would be weird. This I thought was hilarious. This photo oh, of Mickey Rourke. This is Mickey Rourke. I thought that was Derek Zoolander. No, that's what they said. Oh, that's okay. What, no, okay. people said it looks just like they walked out of the Zoolander that's so movie. It's so funny. It's, um, what is his name? It's Mickey Rourke and his stylist who looks just like Ben Stiller yeah. in, in Zoolander. Just creepy, crazy. But then I was like really looking at Mickey Rourke and like, look, you can Low see rise. he still has like good, like a good chest and stuff. I know this face is like a scary mask. But, like, he's pretty fit for his age, regardless of how he got there. Super roided up. Yeah, you know, I think what we're looking at here, folks, is a a product of having a lot of yes men around you and living in a bubble. Yeah. And I don't think it's specific to just him. Uh Uh-huh. But I think this is what happens when no one tells you no and there's no woman in your life. (laughs) Oh, speaking of internet stuff, okay, thought this was interesting. This girl is uh, Christina Hall. She was married to the flipper flop guy. They, I mean, they had a flipper flop show together. They got divorced. He married someone else. She had a baby with someone else. Now she's married to her third husband. The second husband is now saying that their little two-year-old boy, Hudson, can no longer be featured anywhere on her shows or on her Instagram. And she writes this long thing of, you know, I'm exhausted. What this is what I've been through. Now, this happens a lot with reality stars when they get divorced or they are divorced where the other spouse goes, I don't want yep. you using I don't want kids. you succeeding. It has nothing to do with the kid. I don't, I don't know these people at all and I right. deeply don't care. But from a psychological yeah, perspective. Yeah, that's what I'm doing it about, not about her specifically. Okay, because I don't know. This. No, I was I mean, that whole concept of. All of a sudden, now you care. Right. And right. like when we were on a show together, the little kid was on it and you got to see my pregnancies and we right. went to go to the, you know. And now, no, I don't think it's good for my child. On the other hand, I came across this on TikTok, which I thought was really interesting, where this girl was sharing a letter from a, an anonymous girl who's 16, whose family has had one a very successful, that she wouldn't say who she was, a very successful YouTube channel about their whole family. One of those families that make a shit ton of money, yeah. being really not particularly funny, just being like a cute just family there, right? that just like, whatever. Hi, we're going to do, you know. It's taco night. Yes, exactly. And she said, it was honestly very, it's what I've been saying, where I'm like, I, I, I'm waiting for the days when these kids that have literally, their parents have gotten 1.2 million views of their child crying that his right. crush doesn't like him anymore and he's like eight. Right. And I'm like, do you think that kid's going to be happy in right. five years? Like when he realizes? And do you, like, what are you doing? Do you imagine if every time you were bad or throwing a fit, the world got to see it? I would love that. 
I could, I could sell so many of these books, and I could, if I could control it, that'd be great if anybody cared. But no, as a kid, yeah, I yeah, I think um, you know. And then the other side of that is look at all of these people who capture every moment, hoping that someone will make them famous and they'll get famous. The difference is um, on your own volition, right? Like when right. you're a kid, you have no control over that. If you're an adult and you want to act like an asshole and get famous for it, I don't have any tears for you. I don't show my daughter's face. I don't. I'm not as famous as some of these people because I think the more the internet becomes a part of our daily lives and every moment, there are these ramifications that we didn't really necessarily know about when you sent out that tweet in 2010 or you posted that picture of you in a bikini. You know, we didn't know. We really, we did not know, maybe some futurists did, that the internet would be forever. But now we know. And we know about hackers and we know about personal information. We know all the dark side of it, the nefarious side of it. So I think people do these things not really thinking. I think a lot of content out there is someone just like, I better do this because this is what's expected or this is their source of income or they did one thing once. This is what TikTok is based off of. I did one thing once and the internet liked it. So now I'm the girl that opens soda. I'm the girl that opens soda cans because that's what the internet wants for me. America, this is why you're fucking depressed because people, it's not, you're fulfilling. If you were the woman who squeezed Silly Putty and you got three billion hits, now you're the woman who squeezes Silly Putty and any of your original hopes and dreams are not realized because that's what you're doing. It's like Black Mirror. Yeah. And so. But what I was going to say about okay. this though. <laughs> you're no, like, but, anyway. No, no, no. But what I was going to say about what this this letter from this anonymous 16-year-old, she was like, I am my ch- my parents' employee. Mm-hmm. This is what how my parents make their money. They're such a successful YouTube family that this is it. I'm I'm obligated to do what they say. And I'm begging you not to do this with your kids. And if you are one of these kids, don't ever Google yourself. Yeah. Don't read the comments. Right. Don't read the comments. Uh, know that pedophiles have your photo. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that and that you you don't you don't own your own life. And she's like, and I cannot wait to be 18 and to have my own life. And well, the thing is that in the child in you know child laws, yes. If if you were to put your child on a sitcom on ABC, just gonna say that. you yeah. can't take all their money. You can take 10 percent as a manager, which I think is completely appropriate because you're, doing, you're driving them and you're doing. You yeah, might not sure. be able to pursue your for career sure. as a accountant or whatever because you really have your to dreams. be on set. I'm just yes. saying whatever you do, yeah, that's fine. But like this is, there's no law about telling your kid, no, no, we're doing it again. I need you to spin around and sing Lady Gaga in a tutu right now. I need you to do that right now. And sometimes like I follow this one kid and he gets a lot of, a lot of accolades because, you know, he's a boy who dances and sings and is um, gender fluid or we don't know. So everyone's loving that, right? But sometimes I watch these videos and I can tell this kid doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to do it. It's like, you know, or like the mouthing is like the lip syncing is off. And it was like and literally sometimes the mom puts it up and it's him being like, okay, enough now. Right. Like literally the last thing he says is like, like enough. I just want to. And it's. You know, but they have a lot of deals. The whole family's involved. It's. It, I think when it's it's that it goes that deep. You know, it's probably probably hard to see the forest for the trees. I mean, I know even as a performer, like we're used to like do it again. Like you know, like we love performing. But my husband is not a performer, and he'll right. say something funny. I'll be like, we say it one more time. He'll be like, I don't want to do that again. That is a normal response. Versus, <laughs> I'm like, how many takes do you need? Because I can do it just one. And so I. You know, I think the internet will reveal itself to see like how it affects our mental health and we'll see what these kids are like. But 
I, I guess the lesson at the end of the day is like, listen to your kids. Maybe not the first time, but after like a while, if they're like, hey, this is what I am. This is what I feel. Maybe, maybe listen. Right. And I, and I can see too, if you're a, you know, a young mom that doesn't have a career and is a stay at home mom and you really enjoy going on that. TikTok and Instagram a lot, you're like, God, if I could do this and get a couple brands because I, I get enough views and work, I could stay at home, like I get the desire. A real, I get that. You know, yeah. like, do you want to schlep to a shitty office building? I understand that hanging carrot of I could just do this from my phone. Um, and you know what? I don't know. Maybe the maybe the whole time the kid was saying they were fine with it. And now as a teenager, as they are often right. tempestuous, she's like, I hate this. Which does happen too. And so it's easy to sit here. I'm really big on like, let's not judge. I don't know. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But it seems to me that for the most part, the internet, when not used for sharing information, there is just a very dark side to it. There's like a negative – I don't know if you feel that. Like when I go on TikTok, like it's like eating candy. I'm like, this is so delicious. I can't stop. Me but too. I always feel bad. And the whole time I'm doing it, I'm like, there's something dark happening here. And it feels like people are just – they love you and they're just like waiting to pounce. And so you have to really be in control of how you allow it to affect your life. Not reading the comments. Not checking it. You know, maybe only checking it at the end of the day. And we all do it. Like I've definitely – doom scrolled until my eyes went blurry um but i I mean i do predict that there are you know ambulance chaser types type attorneys that are going to put alert of when some of these youtube kids become 18 yeah and reach out and go, would you like to sue your, sue parents? your parents? There will be a landmark case. Yes. Because the internet yes. is still the Wild West in terms of like yeah. IP and using your image. I mean, the amount of – we always talk about like surveillance states and like Big Brother. The amount of filming of random people that goes on yes. for your TikTok. Like, look at this woman. Like, it's – I'm pretty sure it's illegal. And we just do it. Like, look at this girl's shoes. Look what this person did. Look what they said as a way of – catching them and it has so many benefits when someone does something truly evil but in general you're a woman walking someone wants to make fun of your hair or your pants and you're just on blast now that's so fucked up well there's been a couple cases where we were talking about it there was a youtuber some you knew the girl i didn't know the girl oh, brianna chicken fry is a real last name i'm gonna be on barstool sports no, oh she's on barstool yes anyway she she did something about being at a concert and showing a video like at, like starting to film somebody mid-argument mm. where this woman is like, you took my daughter's boa from – they're like at a bathroom at a concert. Like already anxious. And she's like, Karen, no, I didn't, and filming and everything. And it goes viral. And then she jokingly does another video joking and being like, I really did take that girl's boa. And so then someone did something like, this is so wrong. Like, yes. A, you filmed her. You you weren't honest about what the argument was. Right, you know? right, right. Having people go, yeah, go after that fat Karen or whatever. You know, it just was so gross. And I'm like, that whole th- – and then there was this other guy. This guy, he's just like this, like looking down, looking at his phone or yeah. something. And this other girl goes, this is the guy that um, – that I was supposed to go on a date with that flaked on me and said he had to go somewhere else or something. And so everyone goes at finds and yeah, goes after him. him. And he was just a guy he on the street that yeah. she just was thinking, Oh, wouldn't this be a funny right. piece of content? It's so, some of it is seemingly real, but like inauthentic because right. what we crave is authenticity. And what people don't understand is that authenticity can be found outside of your phone. Yeah. It's in real life interactions. 
And that's really scary because you're putting someone on blast. You're putting their life on blast. And what people forget is the zombies whose life is the internet, the people who stand certain celebrities and stuff like the people that live in comment sections are unhinged. And they will go find that person and they will threaten to kill them. They will find their addresses. Like these things are real. And I'll take it a step further. We have normalized an anger. And I hope all of your fans are hearing this. Sorry, I'm so tired. We have normalized an anger and a hatred toward women. Um, I talk about this with the term Karen, which like, yeah, there are plenty of women who are. And by the way, they come in all color, shapes and sizes. But yeah, if you are a white woman who put your hands on like a Wendy's day shift manager, like fuck you forever. But you notice it's typically about women. It's typically about capturing this Karen, this bitch, this woman. And we normalize this simmering anger toward women so that if you, Heather, go into a store and you have an actual complaint, somebody could just film you and be like, look at this bitch. Look at this Karen. Even though you were right. And oh, you went, and, yeah. and so, but, but, and it validates this hatred of women that you see manifested in our legislation in all these red states about uh, being anti-choice. In Iran, I hate to like make it super heavy, but like every time we promote something, we're like we're shitting on a woman. You're making it okay to shit on women and you don't have to justify it. And that's what's so scary. Well, I, I definitely agree. This is supposed to be a fun No, no, but I definitely agree. This is how I am no, all the time. No, but it's, no, it's all good. But I definitely agree with that. I, I often would say like I'm just famous enough not to uh, – be the customer I can I deserve to be when I'm not happy because I'm exactly. like God forbid someone see me and so I was on my TikTok page I was getting a lot of people being like worst celebrity I ever waited on okay oh, and then they tell this whole thing and I'm like God you know sometimes like you're allowed to have a normal a, a, day a bad bad day so I did a TikTok where I put myself a wig on and sunglasses and I talked about the worst person I ever waited on and it was and I did it with like a really like. Like, you remember when you watch those TikToks where they keep stopping it and it's like, okay, story time. And it's like the boringest fucking story. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, get to it. There's fucking no thing. Get to it. So I did it. And at the end, I said the worst person I waited on was Heather McDonald. And I put it up. And my favorite part was it did really well because I think people really thought it was like real. But then all my fans were like hilarious. Like, I totally know what you're making fun of. Like, but then there were so many people that were like, who the fuck is Heather oh, McDonald? Oh, that's the worst. I know that feeling. And then also oh. like, God, I don't think she was that bad of a customer because I make it yeah. so like, yeah. like I add, like I cha- the customer, the Heather McDonald customer changed her um, order for she said she didn't want bread. Then she goes, actually, I do want the bread. And I'm like, as the waitress, I'm like, you know what, bitch? Then if you're trying to save a couple calories, why the fuck did you order the pasta? I'm so fucking done with this bitch. And like. Because you're like, Jesus. And that in that can, case, the waiter was worse than the customer. Yeah, like, but yeah. then I'm just saying that, that anyone can just like go off, go off and then talk about you just in public. Like, it's fucking scary to be in public. Well, it's not just that. <laughs> Let's say you were famous enough that, that that happened and that it was a big deal. Okay. Right. It's Let's a say real thing. Were. This is all made up, but yeah, it's a real you, thing. Yeah. And I talk about this in my book. Yeah. You have this choice. You can, usually, if you say nothing, it goes away. I honestly think of the like. Pet- so wait, in publicly, you're saying someone someone so, shames you online. Okay, that I Heather was, McDonald's that came I was in, she was a bitch, bitch, and I'm making a video. Okay, got it. If you can, if you have the self control as the celebrity or as the person being accused, to if you have the self control to just give it no oxygen and say nothing, I think of the petulant internet masses like zombies in zombie yeah. movies. Whenever they hear a human. It's like, and they like go toward it. <laughs> if you just don't let them know you're breathing and that you d- you give it no energy or light, then they move on. 
And so yeah. if you can if you can have that self-control to not because you're you're fighting a losing battle. I've had I remember I just like in like Twitter arguments or whatever, somebody says something, they're punching up. It's nobody ever who, it's rarely someone more famous with more clout that like finds a lower, you know, yeah. and, 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 and is just like, I want to shit on them. It's always someone who wants some of your light. Mm-hmm. Think about it that way. So some random person is like, you know what? I want her fans to make me famous because I hate that she has something I want. So if you can just sustain and maintain and not respond, that person will, they'll like a flame. It'll go out because there's no oxygen. Right. It really is an exercise in self-control. Like, and it's tough because like I'll get we're brave enough as comics to speak our truth and say something funny or honest on stage. I stood there in front of a live fucking audience and they said nothing back. The joke worked, it's over. And now you're gonna come online and you're gonna pick it apart later. No. You didn't have the guts to do what I did, and you're doing it behind the safety of a screen name. So you don't get my attention and energy because I did the hard work and so did you. That's mm-hmm. what I think. And so if you can <laughs> – I'm no, just saying true. like this is it's all – we're, we're all living true. in yeah. fear of these fucking – like bots with brains. Yeah. And I just – I don't want to – I don't want to do that. Yeah. So true. So true. <laughs> You're like anyways, Crocs. Um, wait. Okay. So I'm going to talk about some very uh, other – some funnier stuff. Okay. This kid – this guy, I just – had to put him on just because he's the one who spoke on it. The topic was this girl goes, um, why is it that when girls go on a, a hot girl weekend in Miami, the girlfriend group always comes back hating each other? Yeah. So then he stitched it and he goes, I'm a bouncer in Miami and I'm going to tell you why. Let's or hear not it. a bouncer. I'm, he goes, I'm a hookup guy. He goes, if you and your girls are hot and you want to be on a yacht and you want to sit at Live Nightclub, in and have free bottle service. You gotta, next, you gotta have sex. You gotta fuck for it. No, that's no? not what he said. Okay. He goes, you know, next to Drake or Bad Bunny or whatever, he goes, I can be that person that hooks you up for this, like all these free weekend perks and the reservations and all this stuff that you don't even have to pay for. However, why these girls end up in a fight, and he's like, is I have to be the one to say, hey, have sex with these guys. This four of you can come. But those two over there, those two uggos that are part of your sixth group, <laughs> the two uggos cannot. Can't. And he I, goes, and what happens yep. is nine times out of ten, the girls stick up for the girls, and they're like, "Then fuck you, we'll leave." No, no, but I'm what, sorry. The black girls stick up for the black girls. The white girls are like, "Later, see you in Calabasas." Black well, women stand up for each other, and, and white women, we don't have that. Men, like we don't have that I, I don't think okay I don't think it's a race thing I do. I, I, I think it's this so then so what happens is then they go no like fine screw you what a dick and everyone's like yeah he's awful we didn't want to be here anyway so then what happens why the girls fight is then a couple of the girls that were hot enough that could have experienced yep. that had the main girl not invited her cousin yep. and the other girl that had she you not works invited with these two uggos with yeah the we would have had a different faces. weekend yeah. so then they kind of start fighting or being bitchy or being like, wow, this wasn't the weekend I thought it was going to be, but they're, you know, but they didn't speak up at the time and say, screw you, or God forbid they really did leave the others. And I just thought, that's one thing I love about TikTok is I've we've always known that's the truth. And we've either been the hot girl or the not as hot girl or the yeah. one that that missed not out me. because your no. friend was too nice or whatever. Yeah. Or I never, we didn't really, I was not of a time where we went to bottle service for free or whatever. It was more just, could we get into the front of the line? To that bar? For just to the front night. of the line. Just to the front of the line. Not waiting, yeah. And, 
and I'll take it a it step al- further. It always seemed to work out for whoever I was friends with, but I yeah. can, I believe this is absolutely the truth. Tapping into to and women will get mad at this, but I only say things that are honest. Uh, there is, especially at that age. Hopefully, you're not doing this into your 40s, but especially at that age when you are on the hunt, you are in your 20s. This is all about. And whether you realize you're doing this or not, it doesn't matter because this is what it is. You are displaying your viability, your fertility. You are looking for a mate. You are looking for something. 100%. And because of a shelf life of eggs, you may not want to meet your husband that night or get like, hopefully you don't want to get pregnant that night. But because women have a societally deemed shelf life, there is this urge like we've got to go now. I've got to meet someone now. Like get it while the getting is good because society says you're worthless after a certain point. I'm not saying that's right, but that's why there's an urgency and there's less of an allegiance. You can have your friends, men, their sperm is good forever, and so it's like yeah, that's where you get bros before hoes. That's why they came up with that before. And then they girls literally are, they they scientifically can do they, bros before yes, hoes. and then and then girls are like chanks my four dicks. No, it's just not the way you're chemically <laughs> wired. Now of course you're not gonna like ditch your friend. But the you're out there, you're looking for clout, you're looking for money, you're looking for a mate. And that's not that men aren't doing that, but that is scientifically like what's happening. And of course you want a good time, but you always want to be elevated. So of course it, it, it devolves into that. But I think The Real Housewives is based off of this theory that like if you put a bunch of women together, it will devolve into chaos. Because when you get insecure women – you are constantly vying for who's the queen bee, who is at 54 the most fertile, who is <laughs> the best businesswoman, whether there's merit to that or not, who is the best, rather than being confident you're like, I'm good enough the way that I am. I don't need you to validate it. That is the – that's what's happening with that is vying right. for pole position. But going back to the 20s, that is so true because I just remember being like – you want to have a good like uh, you want to have a good night. You might work at a job all week that you yes. don't love. You don't. So this is like your one night. And I remember if I didn't either make out with a guy or at least yes. give out my number. Thank you. If, or at least give out my number. I felt like it was a kind waste. of a shitty night. A and waste, it was a of, waste a night. of makeup, of hair, yeah. of fucking calories. Like yeah. I'm like yelling this. Yeah. I my friends made fun of me because I would walk in. Jody would always be you know Jody Miller, yes, right? Yes. She'd always be like, Eliza will walk in and be like, everyone's here, everyone's ugly, we're leaving. And we'll go to like five bars. I'm like, yeah, I'm 28. I'm looking for I don't want to spend the night like talking to like some uggo editor yeah. and like his buddy. Like I want to find someone cute. You want to make out with someone. Yeah. The urge to make out with someone kind of subsided in my 30s, but like this shit takes work. I'm not going to a bar in my pajamas and right. I'm not wasting the calories. Like this, this is my life. <laughs> well, we, there was just an article that came out in, um, I think it was New York Magazine or one of those, about how the nightlife in New York post COVID, these bars that, you know, could open till four, certainly yeah. people would hang out till two. It's like dead after 10. Right. Like people got tired. They got tired and they got so used to like, not making the effort. It's like the same thing when, you, when you're when you running on that thing where a get up, go to drinks. I saw yeah. this other girl go, isn't it weird that before COVID, like, I'd work out in the morning, go to work, yes. go get drinks with someone after, and then still go work the next morning and do that for like three nights in a row. She sounds young. Yeah. She but, sounds very young. But also just that like you were in that vibe of like, no, I will do this. Oh, I, I can be social every night. it was part night. of the rat race and then the, we had this big right, slowdown. And then when you had that big break, everybody was like, Oh my 
God, my couch is so comfortable. I remember, and like, I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, comfort over chaos, yeah. I guess. I remember going forever ago to like Bootsy Bellows or like one yeah. of these clubs forever ago. And I was there. I was super casual. I've, you know, I was probably in my 30s. I shouldn't have been there. Um, and I was there for like a friend's birthday and whatever. And I'm looking around and all the girls are stunning, you know, and they're all like 24. And they are dressed to the nines. This is obviously pre-COVID. Dressed to the nines. And they're yeah. like L.A., gorgeous and it was a little early in the night but i remember looking around and thinking like like these girls put effort into this and the guys were hot trash like the guys were all like in hoodies on their phones like zero social skills and these girls were gorgeous were they smart interesting i don't know but i remember thinking like this isn't fair of course you want to level up and be next to something you put in all this effort and you get you're greeted by like what some guy with like thin thighs and like a face tattoo in a throwback hat, like checking his his Discord, like you put in this effort, like this isn't fair, right? And so, of course, you want to go somewhere where somebody else is like at some sort of similar level. You're not sitting next to like a shitty club promoter with like a cracked iPhone screen. And yeah. it's, 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 it takes a lot to be girl, and it's expensive, and people shit right. on women for that. And I'm like, you put in the effort. You deserve a good hunt and a reward. Well, speaking of other juicy stuff that's out there right now trending in the uh, in the internet here, okay, this was – wait. Oh, this was pretty amazing. Oh, so yeah, the, this is the do fish. you know about oh, okay. the bucket bunnies? I don't. Okay. We're going to get to the fishing scandal too, but this was the bucket bunnies. Turn, look over here. Okay, girl. sorry. So um, basically this was all over TikTok. So these line – they're called line men. They're – um, highly skilled, like blue collar kind of guys that are going to come to Florida and help get Florida up and running again. And they get paid a lot of money for these like stints of whatever, 30 days, I assume, to help a, a city in distress. Okay. So they get there and all these girls in Florida are like, oh my God, my fucking Tinder's blowing up. Look at all these hot, okay, like construction guys that are like, and then the wives of the linemen start to go and do their TikToks where they're like Oy. to all the bucket bunnies. They call them bucket bunnies, meaning girls that are going after that bucket of money because right now the guys are make, working like, you know, 18-hour shifts overtime. They're, they have a lot okay. of money to spend on whoever they take out. To all the bucket <sighs> bunnies wanting that storm check, these guys have families at home, kids missing their dad, stay away and let them do their job. N- and no, no. Right. I'm sorry. What is with this? This is on your husband if he cheats on you. Exactly. That is such like that's such dumb thinking. I'm sorry. Like these women aren't raping these. I don't even know what we're talking about. This is my first time reading this. But this goes back. These women aren't raping these men. These men are there to do something to do a job. So someone flirts with your husband. First of all, how do you know? Did he tell you? Did you see it? Do you not have confidence in your marriage? That is an issue that you have to take up with your husband. That right. woman, it's not right to sleep with a married man, but like, how are you, bl- how are you not blaming the man? Why is it always easier? You know why? I'll tell you. It's always easier to blame a girl because you feel like you're on equal footing. Right. You have to start, people have to start taking responsibility and start, it makes us look ugly as women when we blame uh, men because it's like, oh, don't be such a shrew. But that's how dare but you. This is how oh, crazy this whole story like gets. This is, so, how the, no, this is how this crazy such story. low level so, thinking. Right. Okay. So then, um, again, people, again, why is your man who's in a committed relationship going on Tinder anyway? Yes. Well, then this other guy who was a I lineman guess. in Florida working on stuff, somebody shares that, oh, look at this hot 
guy that's in my um my my Tinder profile, you know, whatever, swipe by. And that guy, he had to do a, a TikTok to say, I'm being catfished. I am a line man who's good looking working in Florida. But that's not that's me. N- I never went on Tinder. Someone took my face or because I'm hot. Maybe. And I'm saying it's not. So it's like so such you're saying a mess. that was the linchpin and then people started. Such a mess. You no, know, yeah. everybody just everyone has a gripe of the same thing. And then and then some of the linemen wives are pretty funny because this one girl goes, oh, hi to all you uh, bunny buckets. That's after. Um, if you see a guy, it's like six two, six three. She's like eating her food, like in her camera. It's like um, has brown eyes. Uh, talks incessantly about his two basset hounds. Um, you can have. Them. I w- yeah, you can yeah. have them. He likes his steak this way. Doesn't love coffee. Oh, you need to wash his shirts actually twice in just a, a rinse. He does not. He has allergic skin. Yeah. Like it was so funny because it was like you could go have them. You can because, have them. And that girl is obviously confident in her relationship yes. to like joke about it and but everything. But you see what happens? Like men just hang back and like women just devour each other. Yes. And now it looks like it was probably one girl who flirted with a guy and like maybe didn't know he was married. And it, and went it devolves viral. into yeah. And I'm just. But again, it's like bad PR for women. There's a girl on TikTok that I found in one of my scrolls who, like, her thing is, like, breaking up marriages and, like, sleeping with married men. Is that the lowest vibration one can operate from? Yes. Like, you are – there's you're very broken. Uh, but she would go in – like, some women went on and and talk shit, like, in her comments. So she went and, like, found, allegedly, like, each oh, of their I husbands. I saw this girl, yeah. And I was just like, that's such a rotten, sad place to come from. But then all these women are like, leave my husband alone. She's like, and they wrote back. And I'm like, my husband would never write back. Like, they're so, it's so, people are so broken. Your relationship's fucked up. That girl is fucked up. Like, it's just such a low vibration. Like, can you imagine uh, any world where your husband would write? I can't even I always remember back in the days of, like, the horrible Jerry Springer type talk shows when there was, like, seven of them on at the same time, right? And it was always women yelling at another woman being like, I got a man. Like, why is that the biggest, like, trophy? Exactly. Really? Exactly. Whoop-dee-dee. Because somewhere in her life, someone told her she wasn't worth anything. So she's like, I'll just grab whatever I can get. And that I think that's why a lot of women are just in terrible relationships. You're like, I'd rather this than alone. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 why we need to build up women's confidence. It's why yeah. we cannot keep perpetuating this idea that like all women hate each other and women are always to blame and calling women bitches and Karens for no reason. Like there are plenty of Karens out there. How do you feel there, about but- when women call each other like, hey, bitch? Like, in a loving, endearing way. It is an appropriated term. Uh, All of this, like, yes, diva, work queen, sassy bitch, hey girl, it is all appropriated from black, gay, trans, drag queens uh, taking it. And and we took that language so we could sell wine tumblers. Uh, It's not something that I find comforting. Like, if you call me a bitch, like, them's fighting words. But I can tell the difference between someone saying it, like, in a colloquial way versus, you know? right. It's not a way that I choose to speak. Right. If someone's a bitch, it's because I don't like them. Yeah. But I understand that that's something people like to say. It's just not, I don't know. It's just not a way that I choose to speak, I guess. It's, it's definitely, but I will say some it's, slang. It's definitely I just don't something want to be that bitch. it doesn't like bother me, but for the same reasons you're saying, I don't love that it's become so part of like a, a you know. It's not endearing. Hey, yeah. Like I don't love that it's because become such a casual thing. There is a kernel of anger in it. Yeah. It's the tiniest it's thing. It's a little like, bit of jealous. Like, a little. Get your jacket, bitch. We're going out. Like, you actually are annoyed that she's not ready yet. It's a little bit. And, and like, it, you mm-hmm. really want to get going. Yes. And it's a little bit like that. 
Like because it, yeah, you're right. When we think about it like work bitch, right? So when I think of that term, of course, there's the Britney song, but I think of like a gay guy saying it like work bitch because the inherent femininity has been removed because it's two men saying it. So it's the same reason that drag queens can like talk about their pussies and like keeping it tight because there is no <laughs> vagina. So there is actually nothing sacred about it. Right. So it's funny. Or like, oh, he's fishy or like, right. you know, he's a slut. Male sexuality, homosexual or otherwise, is not seen as a sacred thing, as such a sacred thing as it is with women. Right. It, and this all goes back to like the Bible. And so it's th- – therein lies why they can say that. But if if I am like, oh my god, you're such a slut, like you might laugh at it. But deep down you're like, no, I'm I, – I don't find it empowering. Yeah. Because it isn't always on your own terms. I don't – it's a very right. complex issue. But it's – I don't know. There is a, our society still views women's sexuality as something that's very sacred and beautiful. It's the yeah. reason getting kicked in the dick is funny, but getting kicked in the vagina is not funny. Right. It just isn't. Yeah. Because there's no dick there. This girl said, I'm a pipeline wife. We dealt with rojos. I guess that was when Jesus. some pipelines were broken or something. No, or I think the pipe No, rojos are women who fuck dudes who work on like row houses, I think, or yeah, rowboats. Right. I think she's saying there was a ta- there was other times where the same hap- thing happened in other cities where we needed pipeline men yeah, okay. or whatever. So she's like, we, I, um, I'm a pipeline wife. We dealt with row hoes before TikTok. I stand with all the linemen wives as they prepare to take on the Florida's bucket buddies. Blue That's collar's the- not a trend. Look it's a this. lifestyle. Look at this. There was a fucking hurricane and global warming is to blame perhaps, but you have united against women. We stand against these women. You've got alligators swimming in your fucking living room, but let's malign the like three girls who like flirted with your husband. Nothing brings people together like a tangible enemy. And it's always women. What is that? <laughs> Support your husband. Great. Send him a sandwich. You don't have to say like all women are whores. I hope my I hope my six four husband can fight off these thirsty <laughs> bitches. What are we saying? And also, blue collar is not a trend. It's a lifestyle. What? So she wants someone wants to fuck a hot dude with a utility belt. So this is trending. No, that's sexuality. And you want you want to get mad at someone for trendifying blue collar? Go get mad at Kanye. Go get mad at all these rich people who commodify a blue collar existence or doing a photo shoot like Kim Kardashian in like a 7-Eleven and lower income living. That's the trend is making is rich people taking poor things and making it look exciting. Right. So it's not women. It's not women who are probably just like you. These are not billionaire women. Right. I mean, even Fort Myers is a nice place, but there are still blue collar. She's acting like Ivanka Trump is the one trying to fuck your husband. No, it's a woman who probably looks just like you. Right. Like, get your own man. Get your own lineman, is what they're saying. Um, This was the other thing. This was another big trend. I guess there's like competitions of people that uh, fish. Yes, I've heard about this. And you win by how heavy the barrel of fish is. I know about this. So they realized they opened up the fish and they realized that they had put um, weights and stuff in this fish. You're messing with the purest sport. That's God's fish. I that's so fucked up. I don't so understand how while so while you're collecting the fish, they while the no one's looking, body. you're cutting it and you're putting marbles in the fish no. and then you're sewing it up. That seems like a lot of time. They they kept the fish and they fed him extra weights, extra food, extra they loaded it, they fed it to the I'm just kidding. They didn't feed the fish. They just put the weights in after it no, was dead. Yeah, and they sewed it back up. Hoping no one like would notice. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah. And it's supposed to be this like working man's like, you know, it's just you and a pole out there. It's it's I don't did And they, I guess they get a, a 
a big uh, yes. financial prize. So that's why this is a bigger deal. I was uh, on Martha's Vineyard for a week visiting my family who my parents live in uh, in Naples where this whole storm was and their house is OK. Thank God. Um, but they do a fish derby and it's, it's like a whole thing like pundit square where you got to catch this type of fish it's got and at the end they weigh it and it, they give all the food all the fish every night to i think like um uh homes for the elderly and at the end somebody wins a boat but it's like a very big deal and these fishermen are like salt of the earth like this is this one looks like more for sport but like these guys were right out of central casting like waiters big beards yeah and it was just very cool and really hard to look at a f- dead fish in the eye I know that's like the mm-hmm. most American thing ever, but that was very hard. I want to know the girls that are out to fuck the fishermen next. The what are they? What are they? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the the fishwives. They're called the fishwives. How do you feel about Kelly Ripa? Are you oftentimes a guest on her show, so you don't want to say anything? I've never been on her show. Okay. But, but well, I, I like I like how pretty she is. I, I think she's fine. I think she's good at what she does. Yeah. She wrote a book. Um, and then, of course, this isn't her fault that Page Six wrote about this part of her book, but Page Six wrote... I wish Page Six would write about my book. Get right All about Hopefully aside. they will. Um, Kelly Ripper truly did not hold back when asked where she and her husband, Mark Consuelos, have sex over the years. Oh, because Andy Cohen... She went on Andy Cohen's show and Andy asked, since they're good friends, and... So, you know, oh, we have sex all the time. And she does talk a lot about having sex all the time. Okay. Great. I mean, her husband's super hot. So more power so to you. So anyway, I, I was They're like, both really hot. I was like bitchy this weekend. So I wrote, I wrote, um, nothing worse than 50-year-old couples bragging about how much they bone. By the way, I've been married 22 years. And let me tell you, we dot, dot, dot. Oh, oh, oh. I would be like, let me tell you, married for 22 years. I, I can't wait to have sex. I feel I'm still holding on I, to it. Listen. Yes, she You does. are okay with writing that? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Do you think it was rude? It's not rude. I just think it. Oh, a lot of people told me I was being rude. I'm a thirsty bitch. I was being rude. I just am like kind of, I am like, it bothers, it, it, I am annoyed when people talk about how much they bone in, in long-term Let me say marriage. this. I, I think, think it annoys you. I think it's you. annoying. I think it annoys you. I'm going to take a stab at this. <laughs> I think it annoys you because you're like, the reality is you think they're lying. Um, because you don't, and I'm not judging. I don't necessarily this. think they're lying. I think there are couples that really do bone a lot. If that's in, in her 20, reality, I think, I think it's a, just kind of a gross. like a tacky yeah. thing to brag about. Yes, like I think it's just kind of tacky. Like you yes. have kids, we get it, and I think it's one of her go tos. Mm. You know, and I get it. You're on TV every day. You got to talk about your home life, and if that's what gets the response, and you really did fuck the night before, if you, you really might want to tell a story of, oh my god, then finally the kids were out and. He was getting me from behind, and then Ew, the doorbell Heather. rang, and you know, like those are the kind of stories that people. So tell. we just stayed like that and opened it. Yeah, and so I'm just like, ugh, I, don't I don't know. I wonder if I'm over it. I wonder it's if it's not her fault though. I mean, they they are still happily married. So is it an it age thing that work. that triggers you? Because I wonder if she was like 25. No, it bothered it bothered me with when Haley Bieber did it too. Okay, fair, fair. She was like, I like to have sex at night. Justin and I do doggy style. I'm like. Ew. Oh my God, you just got married. Why do we have to know that about her? Like, and also, she's supposed to be like kind of like really religious. Yeah, like kind of Christian. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I get maybe you felt comfortable and you said it, but I mean, I'm like, I, I wonder. would say, I would, if, she, if Haley was my friend, I'd be like, look, it's out there, it's fine. But I think going forward, you don't have to share about your sex life the anymore. The flavor of Lou. Yeah, like, right. I don't think you have to. I think I you're above it. I wonder if. You know, it's interesting because I am not the most, like, sexually woke person. Um, 
I know that I've had sex once because I have the baby to prove it. Okay, good for uh, you. It's not something that I choose to talk about, but I also wonder if there is a stigma around women. And I'm not saying this is you or your fault. I just wonder about the comfort of sexuality. And if every time a woman does this, it's that much more okay that a woman sexually expresses herself because we do cringe at it. And it is tacky. If if her husband went out and was like, we fuck all the time, it would be like he was dishonoring her. And so I don't, I can't separate if it's a woman saying it that bothers people or if the age thing, or if it's just gross to think about people having sex. <laughs> I saw this article. Here's how these celebrity kids feel about nepotism baby label. Have you heard of the Nepo babies? How people refer to people, you know, who are in entertainment whose parents are we like are this close to eating the rich folks people are like licking their chops they're just coming for anybody i mean look the whole argument for this type of thing because you'll see tiktok videos like here are the top it's always some like half awake like limp fish girl like here are the top 10 celebrities who have kids who actually are famous okay and then they just go through it you can be the whole argument is it's not easy and all they're saying is, like, acknowledge your privilege. And I think these kids do. Yeah. There are kids that think, like, I did it all by myself, like the Kardashians. Like, I built it myself. It's like, no, that was, like, a team of VCs, like a team of old white men, but okay. Um, okay, so somebody's dad, like, so you worked really hard at acting and you didn't have to pay rent. Yeah. And you're talented. Like, okay, and what? I think I think when you read the comments, which is just, you know, some comments, it's it's a oh, mixture yeah. of both for sure. I mean, it's like, what's to be what are you supposed to do? What are you, like, what are you, what yeah, are you but, supposed to do? Like, that's the home I was raised in. Also, I promise you, plenty of kids with a lot of money feel very empty inside. So yeah. you can use that to light your fire to keep you warm at night. There, but I, I mean, look, it happens. If you if you're a mom's an actress and your dad's a director and you grew up on movie sets and hearing them talk, you're probably going to, and you're going to have some probably natural ability to be a good actor and be creative. Just like if you grew up in a home of roofers, you're going to know what these tools what these, mean. And what, what these bucket bunnies are after, yeah, bitches. Ex- exactly. Uh, I think so, there are plenty of celebrity kids, too, that like kind of can't find their, I don't need to go into names, but like aren't attractive or can't find their lane or do try it. You find it out later. They have a different name. You still have to put in the work. Um and I think people try to take it away from people however they can. Like, oh, well, they went to college. Well, their college was paid for. It's like, okay. Right. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't grow up, like, begging for money. Like, my my journey and my work is still just as valid and no one's saying that you had it easy or anything. Nepotism exists and people are just salty that they didn't have rich parents. I would love to have had rich parents. No, I remember somebody saying, like – um, you know, well, I'm at a level where we go to the, get the nicest suite on a vacation. Someone saying that. And, you know, but am I going to suffer as an adult and stay at the Days Inn? Right. So that my kid has the same Days Inn right. experience as I did? No. Because you, you know? deserve better. My yeah, kid will so fly I mean, coach if I fly first class. They're not sitting first class unless it's like a baby. There's like so everybody. We do that all the time. We leave the kids in coach for sure. They don't. And then if there's it. an, you know, like I don't know that they've they. I don't think they have been in first class. If if it works out that I have enough points and Peter does some magic yeah, and whatever. we can all fly back on first, fine. But like, no, I have no problem with like. And then I go down and I like give them a cookie. It's these look everybody. <laughs> you're gonna. Here's a bag. I ate some of these almonds. Here, here's half my fish. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I give like half the thing. I also think, you know, the other side of that is if you have everything in the world right. and your parents do provide this 
and you still suck, I think that that hurts even more. Like, yes, money makes everything. You can dry your yeah. tears with $100 bills. But I think there's a harsher lens uh, people use to look at kids who are nepotism babies if they do suck. I think right. people are extra harsh on them versus like you're just a kid whose parents were welders and you suck at acting. I, I think that it's a double-edged sword. So, Well, like I grew up – I didn't never – if people had trust funds in college that I knew, I did not really understand what a trust fund was until I was in my like mid 20s and I was doing groundlings and there was this girl that was from the East Coast and she was doing it and she's like, okay, well, when, and we're going to write a sketch together. And I'm like, well, when can you meet? She's like, anytime. I'm like, well, when do you work? And she's like, I don't. I have a trust fund. And that was the first time I was yeah. like, how does that even work? And she's like, where like, do I get one? Yeah. She was like, oh, I get this much a month, which is enough for my apartment and my acting classes and to, you know, and she didn't sure. live a super lavish. She wasn't like, you know, my parents exploited the- indigenous people and we got all the minerals out of the land and now I don't have to work. Yeah. I don't think it was that. <laughs> no, but I, I think know. it was one of those things where like more and more there might, I read something that more and more there, there are going to be people like that, 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 necessarily aren't super super rich but they are like third generation mm-hmm. and their parents did handle their money correct so there is this YouTube family yeah, yeah there is this option of like well you know it, you can draw whatever 10,000 a month from this account and if you want to work great but if you want to live that way you know and I think some kids take that money and make it grow and other kids they don't. They don't work. They they and they live around rich people, and they have a, a very easy life, and they still can get a girlfriend and everything. Mm-hmm. But they're not happy because they have nothing that's or they for are, them. and they're just like this is great. I think we like to think, and I even said this before, like that deep down they're unhappy. I think as humans, you always want a purpose, and yeah. your purpose might be philanthropy, and it might be great at you might throw fundraisers, and you're great at connecting people, and you're okay with that. You know, I don't know if you watch industry. Um, it's a really I've good watched show. a little bit of it. Oh, yeah, the the Persian British girl has like tons of money, and she's like okay with it. And then we find out she's not. But I think it makes people who don't have it feel better to know like maybe that kid hates themselves. But plenty of them don't. They yeah. live in a different world. And at the end of the day, like okay, so these kids, their parents were celebrities, and they had a better shot. That's the fucking way of the world. There's this like endless mission with Gen Z and TikTok to like call this out and correct it. It's like it's not going to happen. Right. Everybody has something that someone else wants in some way or another. And you can spend your life like railing against it or you can just like try to do what you have with what you have. Yeah. And this isn't like bootstrap, like pull yourself up, like who cares if you were born poor. But like, thank God you live in America where at least you have a better chance of making something yourself. I I totally agree. I'm really... I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm saying you got to... People... There's a reason people come here. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're not flawed and we're not super broken and we don't have our own horrible brand of homegrown racism and anti-Semitism. I mean, I am always been very pro-American. I still am and I still love my country. And yeah, there's faults about it. And it's like, yeah, it became this weird thing where you couldn't even... I remember one time my sister's son... um, we came out in a tennis outfit and he was wearing, you know, like red shorts and a white top or blue or something. And his dad goes, Ooh, red, white, and blue. All right, let's do it. You know? And then he went to um, his mom and he was like, 
should I not wear this? Oh. Am I? Are people going to like make fun of the like? It is an ugly color combination. Just <laughs> as a rule, you don't tend to do that unless you're a Ralph Lauren but that, model. Great, but that made me like that made That's us sad. sad. That well, like, why is that? Like, who cares? Because like, the younger generation, yeah. you're never more liberal than you are when you're younger. You know, and then you go to college and you take some philosophy or whatever, and then you start paying taxes and you yeah. start really getting a, a lay of the land. I uh, believe in fixing these broken systems and I believe all of the things all of these very liberal causes I'm a liberal person um, but you know y- you you might have a dad who's not the greatest but you still love your dad and that's how I feel about America like this is the country we got I'm embarrassed at times it is broken at times but we are the people you call when something goes wrong and this this is still a great country even though it is like battered and bleeding at the moment um, I'm gonna take us out with, and I'm proud to be an American. Sometimes, at least I Sometimes I am. At least I know I'm free. Yeah, I'm um, a little too free. Some people gotta, people gotta relax with that one. <laughs> like you gotta. And I'm gladly stand up and take off my mask. Um, girl, tell everybody where, when the book comes out, where they can get where it. Where do you think you can get it? Everywhere. Uh, did you do an audio version? I did an audio version, but this book, all things aside, I always, uh, you know, say please buy it from smaller retailers uh, versus just Amazon, but it's at eliza.com slash book. It comes out October 11th, although if you pre-order it, it's better for me, uh, the same day as my sixth Netflix special, Hot Forever, which comes out, and I'm very proud and of where it. where did you record that? Shot it in Cleveland, and I'm really excited about my pants and my hair. And of course, the material. Good. Um, but they're and both out the same why day. did you choose Cleveland? It's a really boring story. It has to do, I mean, you'll, as a comic, you'll appreciate it. You know, you tour all year and you yeah. do your A markets. And by the time the production is ready to go, you have to look at what A markets are left. Okay. And I wanted to pick a city that uh, felt like it had some diversity to it and just in terms of just whatever. And so. We picked Cleveland because it was one of the few A markets. When we say A markets, it's not about your city being good or bad. It's just about population. Right, the bigger cities. The types of places you play. And we'd always had good ticket sales there. So we went with Cleveland. And the crowd was great. Yeah. And it's my sixth special. It's hot forever, baby. I love it. it. Congrats on everything. Thanks for having me, Heather. And congrats on the baby. Oh, thank you. Being a mother. She has so many teeth. How old is she now? She is almost nine months. And she has a grown man's head of hair. And, like, full tusks. Like, she has so many teeth. She's ready to go. She's up and running. I love it. Full-grown German Shepherd. 